How's it going, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of The Geeky Gentleman, the podcast for all your geeky needs, fashion, and lifestyle tips, all rolled into one perfectly packaged podcast. We are a little less than a month away from WandaVision premiering on Disney+. Now, out of all the MCU series on Disney+, this is by far the one I've been waiting for the most. With so many hidden plot points, and Marvel not even really stating which comic book characters some actors are playing, we're going to break down one of them in this podcast episode. So, who is Catherine Hahn's character Agnes in WandaVision? In the gentleman's portion, I'm helping you guys gear up for winter by giving you guys some tips on choosing the right beanie for your face shape. Alrighty then, enough said, let's jump right into the podcast. Marvel hasn't officially stated who Katherine Hahn is portraying in the upcoming series of WandaVision. Currently, on IMDb, Hahn's character is only listed as Agnes. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, that sounds like a clear hint to the character of Agatha Harkness. Added to the fact that in the trailer she's dressed as a witch too, that could easily be another hint to her character's origin in the comic books. It's not a stretch of the imagination to see Agatha in WandaVision, seeing how Agatha has a long and complicated relationship to the Scarlet Witch in the comic books. So who is Agatha Harkness? Agatha was first introduced in the pages of the Fantastic Four comic books as the governess to Mr. Fantastic's and the Invisible Woman's son, Franklin Richards. She's a powerful witch, and back in her day, she was the leader of a colony of witches in New Salem. Her son, Nicholas Scratch, returns and eventually takes control over the town, New Salem, and convinces its inhabitants that Agatha had betrayed their secrets by working for the Fantastic Four. Agatha was then kidnapped along with Franklin and put on trial, but was freed by the Fantastic Four. Eventually, she became the magical tutor for the Scarlet Witch in the use of witchcraft. Sometime later, the Salem Seven, who are the grandchildren of Agatha, took over New Salem once again. But this time, they succeeded in capturing Agatha and killed her by burning her at the stake. Agatha made her presence known to Wanda in a post-death astral form, leading Wanda to come into conflict with the Salem Seven. In the ensuing battle, Vertigo, who was the leader of the Salem Seven, lost control of all the magical energies which resulted in the decimation of the town. As we know in comic books, no one stays dead for long, and later Agatha resurfaces alive and well when Wanda's infant children begin exhibiting some odd behavior, such as disappearing for brief periods of time. During this time, Wanda was also becoming slightly unstable due to the fact that her husband, Vision, had just been dismantled. Now, during all of this, Agatha gave no clear indication on how or why she had returned. When the demon Mephisto claimed that Scarlet Witch's children were actually fragments of his own soul, he reabsorbed them, and Agatha chose to mind-wipe Wanda's memory of her children in an attempt to help her deal with the trauma. During the Avengers disassembled storyline, Wanda angrily confronts Agatha about the existence of her children. Sometime after the confrontation between Agatha and the Scarlet Witch, Nick Fury finds what appears to be Agatha's corpse in her home 
and concluded that Agatha had been dead for a long time. In the all-new, all-different Marvel relaunch of the comic books, Agatha appears once again as a ghost to Scarlet Witch and confirms her death at the hands of her protege. Agatha's ghost returns to fight alongside Wanda and the spirit of Wanda's biological mother, Natalia Maximoff, against the physical manifestation of Chaos, who is attempting to destroy witchcraft. Agatha and Natalia channel their magic through Wanda and manage to defeat the being, and Agatha is restored to life. Despite noting that hers and Scarlet Witch's lives are forever entwined, Agatha chooses to have some time apart to enjoy being back alive once again. Now, what are Agatha's abilities? Agatha derives her powers from the manipulation of the forces of magic. She's been able to use her magic for a number of effects, such as teleportation, energy projection, tapping into the energies through the recitation of spells, illusion casting, mesmerism, and thought casting. So what can we possibly see from Agatha in WandaVision? The first news we got about Agnes's character, or aka Agatha, was that she was going to be a noisy neighbor to Wanda and Vision. But, will Agatha be a friend or foe to Wanda? In the comic books, Agatha has always been more of a tutor, a friend, and a magical guide to Wanda and her growing powers. But, She's also taken it upon herself to mind-wipe Wanda in regards to the existence of her children when they were reabsorbed by Mephisto, which left the already grief-stricken Wanda even more traumatized and led to Agatha's own death at the hands of Wanda, the events of Avengers Disassembled, which saw the Scarlet Witch terrorizing the Avengers, although this was later reconned to her being possessed by a cosmic entity in an attempt to bring back her children with the help of Doctor Doom, but that still doesn't change the fact that she terrorized the Avengers. Also, in the storyline Avengers Disassembled, Wanda is finally defeated with the arrival of Doctor Strange. Add that to the fact that after the events of Avengers Disassembled, Wanda alters reality in the popular House of M storyline, which once again is her attempt to preserve her life with her children. Whether Agatha is a friend or foe, the introduction of her character doesn't necessarily bode well for the Scarlet Witch, even if Agatha's intentions are sincere. In the trailer of WandaVision, Agatha is the only other character, besides Wanda and Vision, that the audience sees in the different time periods. Agatha could possibly be fleeing and hiding in Wanda's pocket reality because of Mordo's mission to get rid of magical users in the world which would be a nice tie-in to the sequel of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. But whether Agatha is hiding from Mordo or there on her own accord, Agatha could be aware of Scarlet Witch's growing powers and be attempting to help the mentally fragmented Wanda escape her own powers or to stop the outer effects Wanda's reality-warping powers are having on the real world. In her attempt to assist Wanda, just like she did in the comic books, by mind-wiping Wanda's memory of her children, Agatha could be the key to Wanda realizing that her entire world is not actually real. And with Wanda learning that her children aren't real and that Vision is dead, it could send Wanda off the deep end with her becoming the antagonist in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Or, maybe Marvel will be taking the character of Agatha and actually be turning her into a villain. If so, I don't really see Marvel making Agatha the real villain of the series. I could see Agatha doing more of the bidding for far more nefarious villains such as Dormammu. But no matter what, 
I'm so, so happy that Marvel is diving into the comic book lore of the Scarlet Witch. And I'm so ready to see her character come into center stage and shine because I love Wanda. I just cannot wait to see her do all the witchy things that we kind of saw a little bit teased down in Age of Ultron with her movements. I want them to really get into the witchcraft of the Scarlet Witch. And with that said, we're jumping right into the gentleman's portion of the podcast. The cold weather headwear landscape can often be a tricky area to traverse. If you're looking for practicality, then beanies are the only real option. But let's face it, most of the time men look like a lazy hot mess when it comes to wearing beanies. With most things in the world of style, it's all about how you wear it. If you've often thought that hats don't suit you, then it's more maybe just because you've simply been wearing the wrong hats. Whether you like to dress more smart or more street, beanies work well with a number of different menswear styles. So, how can you pick the right beanie for your face? If you have more of a round or square face, then you should opt for a beanie with a looser style, which would in turn add a bit more height to your face shape. Also, you should wear it slightly back off your face rather than pulling it down over your ears. If you have a longer face, then choose a beanie with a tighter fit style that sits nicely and snug on your head to avoid elongating your face anymore. Okay, now you know which beanie you should be aiming for, but now, which beanie style should you allow into your winter wardrobe? Well, there are three solid choices if you're thinking about wearing a beanie. Number one, the classic cuffed beanie. When you think about beanies, this is usually the one most men visualize. This style is one of the most popular and versatile in terms of beanies and has been worn by plenty of men in various styles. The cuffed beanie is the best option if you're looking to wear a beanie with a more smart look versus just a solid street look. If you're looking to dress a bit more business casual, then think about wearing a more subtle, neutral color beanie like gray black, navy, or beige. You can pick a color that amplifies and complements your outfit. If your style is a bit more edgy, you can go for much more louder colors to bring out your style more. Number two, the fisherman beanie. This beanie is essentially the mini cousin to the classic cuffed beanie. It features a turn-up and sits on top of the head, ending just above the ear, and is much more popular with the hipster crew, so it's more street versus more smart. Number three, the bobble hat. What says winter more than a bobble hat beanie? The pom-pom on top isn't exactly the most appealing decorative detail, but it definitely does add personality. But, unless your little boy steer clear of neon colors, overly festive patterns, the pom-pom on top is enough. Again, stick to a bobble hat that's modestly sized and stick to solid colors. Take heed of the beanies grown men should avoid. The baggy beanie. This was the quintessential David Beckham beanie that essentially makes you look like you're trying to smuggle something inside of your beanie. Unless you can slay that edgy look without looking like a fool, then you probably should leave this beanie alone. 
the visor beanie. No respectable adult should ever, ever, ever wear a beanie with a visor. Do not do it. And there you have it, gentlemen. Some tips on choosing the right beanie for your face shape. A big thank you again for listening to another episode of The Geeky Gentleman. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast. That always makes my day. A huge shout out to my patron on Patreon, Sean Gilding. Thank you again so much for supporting The Geeky Gentleman, buddy. I really, really do appreciate it. And if anyone else is interested in supporting The Geeky Gentleman podcast, look for it on Patreon. Feel free to drop me a DM on Instagram, guys. I'm at Drifting Decal if you have any style or grooming questions. And I'd really love to hear your own theories about Agatha Harkness in WandaVision. If you want more content from me, feel free to visit my blog at www.driftingdudes.com. And until our next podcast adventure, I will talk at you guys later. Bye. And thanks again, Sean Gildine. <laughs>